We are in unprecedented times right now with the COVID-19 pandemic uh, taking its toll not only on global economies, but families and individuals as well across the world. Many families are now dealing with end-of-life decisions at an accelerated rate as death tolls mount from the COVID-19 pandemic. While this subject is often difficult to bring up in family conversations, the reality is they must be addressed and planning needs to be in place to ensure that the wishes of family members are clearly understood. This podcast is brought to you by Dentons, the world's largest law firm with a global team that builds agile, tailored solutions to meet the local, national, and global needs of private and public clients of any size in 183 locations serving 75 countries. Before we begin this podcast, please note that anything discussed or said on this podcast does not constitute legal advice. Welcome, everyone, to another Insights Podcast by Dentons. I'm your host, Chris Young, and I wanted to shift the conversation a little bit today uh, from all the tax and economic updates we've been giving you to focus more on the human impact of the global pandemic. Joining me today is Doris Benora, partner and head of Wills and Estates Group at Dentons in the Canada region. Thank you, Doris, for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Uh, thank you for having me. So Doris, before we begin, can you give our listeners a quick overview of what you do at Dentons and what your practice group does at Dentons as well? So um, my practice is mostly wills, estates, and trusts. So we draft uh, wills and powers of attorney and personal directives. We um, deal with estates after people die and generally are involved in tax and succession planning for families and family businesses and farms. And Doris, how long have you been at Dentons? Um, I've been at Denton's now since 2012, and then I was at another firm in Edmonton uh, for 26 years before that, so I'm long in the tooth. <laughs> Lots of experience in this area, absolutely. Doris, in a recent article from the Globe and Mail, one of the doctors uh, who was on the front lines of the current crisis in Canada, they were interviewed and quoted as urging Canadians to think about advanced planning for serious illness and death. From your perspective in working with clients in this area, why should Canadians think about this advanced planning? You know, um, uh, the pandemic has certainly made people think about not just death, but illness. And um, obviously, there's um, serious concerns for our own illness and death and our, our family's illness and death. And so every Canadian should be thinking about having their own estate planning documents in place at any given time, but certainly in a pandemic where there is, um, at any given time, you or someone in your family could become very seriously ill, where very serious decisions need to be made about a person's care and the kind of treatment they're going to get. Uh, and then ultimately, um, if the person dies, that now you have uh, an estate to deal with. And whenever people don't have their affairs in order, it really actually doesn't impact them very much. It really just creates chaos for the family. So if I die without a will, I'm not impacted. But my family will now have to deal with all of these problems with that, with, that arise when you don't have just even a personal representative named. And the doctors who were interviewed for the Globe and Mail and in the Globe and Mail article, and there was a doctor I saw on CBC last night, was saying that when someone's seriously ill in the hospital, there are some very serious decisions that need to be made about, you know, will someone be put on life support? Will they be taken off life support? Will they receive 
CPR, what kind of care are they expecting and wanting? And those, if nothing has been written down and the family doesn't know the wishes of who's ill, then uh, that can be a very serious problem for the family because now they're in total crisis mode. Right, right. And so for those families that do have wills and advance planning in place, you know, the pandemic in the current form causes a lot of, I guess, difficulties in at least notifying uh, the doctors, especially when there's an order, you know, emergency order now that people are not allowed to visit, make hospital visitations. So how normally would people, I guess, notify the doctors? And then in the current cases, what are you seeing in terms of notifying doctors of the wishes of the patient? So um, first of all, you know, if you have something written down, it's much easier to give that message because documents can be sent in a PDF form or whatever. In in Alberta, we actually have a way to register your personal directive, which is where your advanced health care directions are written. And you can register it, and it would show up on NetCare, which all the doctors have access to. And so um, that would be the best thing to do. Get your personal directive done, register it so it shows up on NetCare. Otherwise, in the event that a family member goes to the hospital and is kept there because now they're suffering from uh, coronavirus, then the personal directive should find its way to the hospital so the wishes of the person are known, but more importantly, that the hospital knows who has been designated to help make decisions for that person um, on a healthcare perspective. Going along with that then, in the current pandemic, are there different areas of advanced planning that people should focus on versus, you know, what you traditionally do in advanced care plans? Um, You know, I really think probably not, except that I would say, you know, we're in a bit of a crisis. It's difficult perhaps for people to think about what do I really want Uh, you know, in my will or personal directive or power of attorney. So if you don't know, at least if you do the documents, do a simple set of documents that appoint someone to be your attorney to manage your finances if you get sick, to be your agent and to manage your health care if you become ill, and to be your executor so somebody's in charge. So what we've seen in our practice is people are a bit panicked. They're worried about doing the right plan, and we say, get a plan in place, make it simple at this point. You can always change it later and you can become more complicated, but please, in this pandemic where at any moment, you know, you could become ill or you could die or someone in your family could have that happen, get some kind of simple plan in place so you don't leave your family in turmoil after something bad happens. And there is going to be some situations where people haven't put a plan in place or they haven't drafted a will yet. What happens if someone does fall gravely ill to COVID-19, they're put under quarantine, and they don't have a will in place or power of attorney? What, what happens or what measures are there for these individuals? So if they still have capacity and they're not intubated, right? So if you're in that period where someone's pretty sick uh, but not yet in a, in a case where they're unconscious or intubated, they could still um, have a will drafted for them and they could still sign the will. So two ways to do that. They could write out what they want in a holograph, what we call a holograph will, so totally in your own handwriting and sign it. If they're too sick for that, they could be presented with a document. And um, we've now drafted a, a clause in our wills that say, 
because of COVID-19, if I haven't signed this will properly, know that these are my true intentions. And there are provisions in the Wills and Succession Act that would allow a will to not be signed exactly properly, um, but uh, still be valid. So we had a question, what about snowbirds that come home now and are quarantined? How can we get those wills signed? Could we have the witnesses stand outside their living room window and watch them sign. And we came to the conclusion that that was acceptable. Yesterday we had um, someone who uh, was quarantined, but they did have two other people in their, in their household who weren't beneficiaries. And our lawyer watched them on a video to make sure that the signing was done properly. So there are lots of ways to get these done. Um, it's not impossible. The important thing is trying to get them done. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all adjusting to some of the new measures, I guess, that even the courts are taking on how to go through some of these client matters and files. So I think everybody's adjusting to almost this new interim new normal. It is a very new normal. Uh, We have lots of clients who had their wills kind of in the hopper, and now, of course, they're very anxious to get them signed um, in this uh, crazy crisis. And so we're giving them instructions on how to do it on their own, and then they're going to come in and do it again once we're through this crisis. So I would say, you know, the big message is it's way better to do something than nothing because nothing really leaves people in serious turmoil. And I don't think you even need to, you know, I think people are concerned about, do I have to make a decision about being taken off life support? You don't. The big message is make sure you have some discussions with your family. You know, everyone's in isolation, so we have some time with our family members now. This is a good time to perhaps have those discussions around what would you want to have happen if something terrible happens to you, if you get the disease and now you're near death, what kinds of care would you want? And then appoint someone to help you make those decisions if that happens to you. So I would say the big message is, Do the documents to the extent that you're appointing people that you trust, that would make decisions like you, and um, that can take your place if you become sick or if you die. As you said, the key is have that conversation, get the discussion started, and just get a plan in place right now. Doris, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on this. Uh, for the audience out there, I've put Doris's contact information below. Make sure if you have any questions uh, regarding wills and estates, don't hesitate to reach out to Doris. As well, don't forget to follow the Denton's Insight podcast. If you subscribe to the podcast, you'll get notified every time there's an update. Doris, thank you so much for joining and hope you stay safe and stay healthy. Hey, same to you, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on. Take care.